This is Jewish Board Talk with Sheree Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Mordechai Perlov was born and grew up in Lithuania. When he was 15 years old, he and his family were deported to a slave labor camp in northern Russia by the Soviet Red Army. Later, he managed to escape and went to Israel, where he fought in the 1948 war and eventually settled here in South Africa. His is a remarkable and inspiring story, and one that will now be turned into a documentary by filmmaker Jonathan Andrews. Jonathan's previous works includes capturing the life stories of Holocaust survivors Veronica Phillips and Lena Amata. I'm delighted to have them both in studio now. Welcome, Mordechai and Jonathan. Hi, Cherise. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Perhaps, Jonathan, we could start with you. Um, He's your third kind of survivor of World War II. Yes. How did you come to Mordechai? One actually led into the other. It started with Lena and then Veronica. And uh, during the the time of, of completing Veronica, I was invited to go and listen to Mordechai speak at uh, at a private house function, actually. And when I heard Mordechai's story, I I was immediately inspired to take it to the next level, and uh, it that's where the magic started, if you if you could call it that. Mordechai, your story is incredibly harrowing. You were 15 years old when you were sent to a, a slave camp. You experienced terrible cold, constant hunger. How did you find your way back? For 60 years, I never spoke about my story. When I married my wife and my children were born, they never knew about it until 60 years later, approximately in 1995, where I decided to relate my story to my cousin Rose. And she interviewed me, my sister, my brother, my friend Yitzhak Ziv, and she put it into a book form. And eventually the Jewish Museum in Sydney published the book, and uh, after that... There was a, a break, and about a year ago, I decided to uh, obtain the copyright of the book and print more copies. By now, we printed 1,000 copies. I assume that five people read the copy. And by now, there are more than 5,000 people who read my story. And my aim is to talk to children, to schools, to tell them how horrible and evil the communist regime is. Uh, Mordechai, you didn't speak for 60-odd years. What made you change your mind? Why suddenly now's the time to speak? 
my cousin Rose was very liberal lady. She was in Johannesburg in Black Sash and Shomera Sair and when I used to tell her my story, she didn't believe it. She says I'm talking nonsense. Eventually, one day she went to a lecture at the Jewish Museum in Sydney. There was an American man and he spoke that the twentieth century were two evils communism and Nazism. And after she walked out of the movie, she found me. I was living in Bondi Junction and she requested me to give her more details and to write a book. Your experiences there, you, you, you didn't talk about it for 60 years, but how often in those 60 years did you think about it? How often were you remembering cold, remembering hunger? To, to what extent did it form your kind of normal part of your life? I really um, tried to wipe it out of my mind. Uh, I didn't want to talk about it. Uh, I thought the best thing is to keep quiet until I mentioned when Rose requested me to relate my story. And after that, I went to the other extreme. Now I can't stop talking about it. <laughs> Mordechai, you, you were in camp. You and your brother managed to escape. You went back to your home and you found your baby sister lying between your parents who had recently just passed away. I mean, that is such a poignant moment in your life. And the fact that you and your siblings managed to survive have the different aspects of the story. Um, in fact, maybe I can bring you in here, Jonathan. It's just amazing story and how do you bring those different points of view into one person's story look i think uh, um, you know in your introduction listening to you 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 state everything so accurately but uh, i think for us to realize when you say uh, he escaped the camp and and went to israel i mean there's just like this void <laughs> of information what happened now uh, you yes you you say that when when he got back to to um, where they were kept in Ustlokshan, um, he found his uh, his little sister lying in between his deceased parents. Uh, the 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 story of what happened after that is incredible because um, Mordechai decided to fight. Mordechai decided to get away from there. Um, he put uh, had to put his sister into an orphanage uh, without him wanting to, and uh, he was trying to survive. And it took him to many places for many years. He kidnapped his sister uh, from uh, a, a, a Catholic orphanage two times, and uh, what Mordechai went through these years is. I think uh, some of the the most inspirational subject matter because when something like this happens, the Russians come and they take you away from anything and everything you know to Siberia, minus 40. 
what do you think? And then when it comes to a question uh, uh, to Mordechai, how did, did you live with this? Uh, it, uh, it's something which I can understand him saying, I wanted to forget about it. But now Mordechai realizes, if I don't speak, how do I teach? So, so if, Jonathan, how do you, I mean, the trauma, mm. the, the, the extreme conditions under which he and fellow survivors lived and yeah. those who didn't survive. How do you capture that story? How do you tell a story of suffering and inspiration? It's probably one of the hardest things to do. And the format that I've chosen to, to work on Mordechai's story, very similar to Veronica, to The Secret Survivor, is people don't always realize when, when Mordechai says, I was deported on the 14th of June, 1941, arrested in the place where I was living. He was a teenager. Mm. He was without his 15, parents. 15. What does that actually, what was going on in the town, in the country around Mordechai to actually lead to that? Imagine summing somebody at midnight coming to knock on your door and say, get ready, you're going. And Mordechai, 93 years old, has never set foot in Lithuania ever again. Mm. Uh, so for an historian, for instance, to just say, okay, pause. What does it actually mean? What happened? And this is the way that I try to give extra information about the story so that people can try to understand. And Mordechai, are you involved in every aspect of Jonathan's documentary? Do you fight? Uh, yeah. we, we don't fight. We <laughs> disagree <laughs> on certain <laughs> matters. But at the end, we come to a common decision. And uh, I highly appreciate what Jonathan is doing. And by now, I treat him like my son. Thank you, Mordechai. That's very, very <laughs> moving. Um, Mordechai, so it's your story. And his job is to put your story in, in a <clears throat> film, to capture, to capture all the elements. Mm, mm. Who decides which elements are captured? Okay, no. <laughs> okay, no, you no talk argument on, on A. I come to the conclusion that Jonathan is the expert. I give him the facts, and the way he presents them is always, in my opinion, the best way. Hmm. He is the filmmaker. I am... Um, Unwilling actor. <laughs> and and um, kind of in terms of footage, um, mm, yeah. I can't imagine the original photos from that time. Well, actually, this is where places like the uh, the United States Holocaust um, uh, Museum plays a very important role because they have extensive archival footage available about that time um, Going back to for instance What I said earlier just to make it Relatable Mordechai was deported on the 14th of June eight days Later eight days Later the Nazis Came to the Hometown of Mordechai and they Killed every single Person in town Together with the Lithuanian collaborators but Every single person perished in that town. And 
so so the, 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 there is information available. First it was the Russian wave, mm-hmm. then it was the German wave. And um, um, there are a lot of pictures that Mordechai actually did uh, give to us, but unfortunately not of that time specifically. I mean, it, it, it's almost ironic that mm-hmm. Mordechai's life was surely saved by virtue of the fact that he was sent to a labor camp. I mean, that's a sad reflection of, you know, time. No, I mean, this is no, something we spoke about, and the modern high please put us into uh, your frame I of d- mind. I disagree with your comments. <clears throat> the amount of people, proportion, killed in the labor camp are as big or bigger mm-hmm. than the people in Lithuania. So the Nazis are evil. But the communists are bigger evil. The Nazis existed for ten years. Angela Merkel is now a friend of Israel. The, the communists are killing people yesterday, today, and tomorrow in Syria and other places. So do you think that the, the communist stories, I mean, we all know about <coughs> Beria and the Gulags and all the rest, but do you think those stories have been under undertold? Look, um, it's a very good question because, first of all, we need to understand, yes, Mordechai's story is not a Holocaust story. It's a story from World War Two, but it's a it's a, it's a different chapter inside of this World War Two. You've got this this communist regime. Now, if you take Lithuania, their independence was um, uh, achieved in the, the, the early 1990s, I think 1991. So they were under this communist regime all these years. And um, I, I think a lot of the stories were just never told because, as Mordechai says, that um, the attitude is just not similar to that of the German. Mordechai? <clears throat> The Jewish community worldwide, and especially in Johannesburg, speak about the Holocaust. They speak about Hitler, Goebbels, the Nazis. Very little, or maybe not at all, is spoken what the other murderers are doing. And I decided it's my duty to make it known how evil they are. And to a certain degree, I do succeed now. I speak to schools, I speak to gatherings in shul, and I'm happy that I can convey my message. And is this a theme in your movie, Jonathan? It is something that we that we touch on. Yes. And you will be going. You'll be launching your documentary in Lithuania. Well. Probably no. It's it's. Uh, I wanted it to be South Africa. Mordechai is insisting that it's Australia. So we are thinking, if we can, if we can manage that, the premiere, the world premiere, will actually be seven November tentatively in Sydney. Then it's going to come to South Africa, twenty fifth. 26, 7, 8 of November It's going to be the premieres And then there'll be a short run at Stokeniko And then we're going to go Other places in the world Including, hopefully, Lithuania Where I'm pushing for The film to actually be part of The official 2020 um, Program Around Vilna Gaon that uh, the Lithuanian Government has announced and perhaps 
Mordechai and I will go and premiere our film in Lithuania next Ma- year. Making it the first <laughs> time Mordechai is back in Lithuania. Yes, um, yes Mordechai? The reason why I chose Sydney as the, the first show is 65 of my family members live in Sydney, including my children and grandchildren. Uh, it's my second home. Mordechai, I have a question for you. Um, I've got a, a SMS saying, Mordechai, you are a very brave man. What city were you from in Lithuania? Rasaida. Rasaida. Rasaida is about 50 kilometers north of Kovna, and it's between Shavel and Kovna, halfway. So in our remaining last minutes, Jonathan, where are you up to in the documentary? What still needs to be done? And Okay, I'm done with Mordechai's story. And you have his sister and brother's testimony as well as part of it, because their stories are unbelievable as well. I don't have that as part of it because it's... The stories of their own. <laughs> it's, it's, it's chapters on its own. So I'm done with Mordechai's story. I've procured a lot of archival footage this cut into the timeline. I've uh, already had a, a very, very interesting conversation with Tully Nates from the Joburg Holocaust and Genocide Center. The last elements that I'm adding to the production before I draw to a close is storytelling elements, taking interviews that I'm fetching in Lithuania <laughs> this month, and then, of course, music. Oh. Then we will... Hopefully be done. Wow, it's an incredible process to yes. put together. And it yes. must be so rewarding for you, Jonathan. In- I mean, incredible. the fact that you've now done, yes, Mordechai. And just by virtue of the fact that uh, we would have, could have, and did agree on most things. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to say something, Mordechai? Uh, I think he summarized it very clearly. Very little I can add. <clears throat> and uh, have you seen what he's done so far? Yes. So everything has your approval, your blessing. But don't, don't, uh, Monacha is not going to approve of everything. He's not going to approve of everything. Okay, so no, it's done with his blessing. So thank you to both of you for coming in. Um, If there is, if if anybody would like to contact you, Jonathan, may they do so if they have any comments? Yes, of course, please um, visit the website, um, getpeaceproject.com or just email info at getpeaceproject.com. Okay, Mordechai, thank you so much for coming and I appreciate it and thanks for telling your story again. Uh, thank you for having us. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you to both thank of you. you.